0: Alright, so just thought we'd do a, a wee short. I mean, Matt's done a couple um and I was on holiday and on my way home on the flight with a couple of ideas and I thought I'd just note it down. I thought it would make a, a decent wee short and um, for anybody that wanted to listen. Um I've I've called it existence. Um and it's just about I mean, I'm I'm training to be a mental health professional um, I'm pretty well read on psychology, psychodynamics, Freud, um, some other theories and thoughts, and so there's been a lot of stuff popping up about like how people experience life. I just wanted to talk about like my own opinions on it. So life is something that we encounter pretty much within our own heads um, and the experiences and the limitations of the learnings that we take for life are all pretty much conjured up within yourself no other person experiences your life or anything even similar and what I mean by that is you could have two people that experience the exact same set of circumstances and one person could take it one way and another person could take it another and that almost seems quite counterintuitive to how we're told we experience life, Um, sort of nature versus nurture. We've got absolutely no control over what other people do and how other people act but what we, we 100% do have control over is how we react and how we build up that story in our minds. Now this is directly relating to a conversation that I've had with somebody else around trauma. Um, this might not go down well with a lot of people. But trauma kind of happens to you from you and I don't even know if that's completely clear but what i mean by that is is that it isn't the other person's actions towards you that causes the trauma it's how you react to that person's reaction now that's not me saying that somebody that's been sexually assaulted doesn't have a right to feel traumatized or that they need to recover but that makes me feel more powerful within myself that if i encounter violence um I don't need to be traumatized by that I can learn for that pretty much in the moment and take for that whatever I want to take for it and move on um there's quite a lot of sort of stuff that goes on like microaggressions and people t- being triggered using air quotes because you can of see me. And what future generations need to understand or need to learn, even the generation I grew up in, is is that it is you that triggers you. Other people's words can't really trigger you unless you perceive them a certain way. Now that might sound batshit crazy to, to some people, but that's my truth. That no matter what somebody says to me, my reaction happens within me and that means that I've got control of that reaction. Now, whether I get control of that one minute, ten minutes, one day, five years later, it's true to say that I'm in charge of that and that I can control that. So if somebody is, say, racist, for instance, my gut reaction is to lash out, uh, is to shut that down, Does that need to be my gut reaction? Not doesn't. Should it be my gut reaction? I don't know. Um, Should I engage with the person and tell them why they're wrong? in a calmer sort of mode of being, other than aggressive, shut them down? I think quite possibly that might be the way forward. Um, I think that for future generations, we need to give them a level of education and understanding and how the mind works that we weren't given. So that they can then progress um, in a way that we've been unable to. Um, and so, this is why I'm doing this short. So, another thing that's come up for me is can we control our thoughts? Um, and I've went backwards and forwards on this. I think that we can guide our thoughts, I think that controlling them. Um, Probably isn't the best thing to do, because you must allow your thoughts to exist. You must allow these thoughts to exist, rather than trying to control and shut down and shame your thoughts. Um, you just need to allow them to happen and exist, and connect to them, and find out why you might f- think a certain way. Um, without that discovery, you become scared of your thoughts, and that's no really the best way of being. Um, is scared about what you're thinking. Um. Like if someone's aggressive and violent towards you, you need to remain connected to your true essence. Now this might sound a bit sort of wishy washy. Um, and definitely know the type of thing that would be coming out of the mouth of somebody that grew up in the east end of Glasgow. But my actual spiritual belief is is that the true way of being for a human is empathy and understanding. Um, It's completely reshaped how I feel about other people and it's completely made me rethink how I treat individuals. And how i view other people's anger and how i view other people's violence because again i've got absolutely no control over that um so that's really i mean that's really it i mean ideas that things that there's things that can go through your mind are not true Uh, this is something else that See, because you think something, it doesn't make it true. If you think that somebody's out of order, they might not be out of order. Context is very, very important. But other than that, you're not your thoughts. This is where I feel a lot of people struggle with suicidal thoughts. They think that because they think something and they feel something, that it must be true. Um. It's not like you can quantify and deconstruct the way that you think and be curious and ask yourself questions and question yourself. I think that if there was the number one thing that I've learned to do recently, I mean recently the last sort of four or five years, is to question myself. Why do I think that? Where does that come from? If you don't understand your motivations, you don't understand yourself. If you don't understand where you've came from and what story you're telling yourself internally, you do not understand yourself. So then, if you don't understand yourself, you can't be so precious about why you think or feel a certain way. And it lifts a lot of pressure off you if you can question yourself and quantify that to yourself. I think that something else that really came up when I was thinking about this is the idea of condemnation and revenge, that an eye for an eye. I think that this is one of the most damaging rules that we live by. Um, I think that every eye taken, so this is, this is what I was thinking, that every time somebody takes an eye it is returned to them tenfold. Um, you know, in the last sort of four or five years I have became really quite spiritual. But it's like an internal spirituality that's based around my consciousness. So when I'm talking about an eye for an eye, if you take an eye, it comes back in you tenfold. You bring it back on yourself. Karma is not an external thing. You feel shit about yourself. Therefore, your self-esteem takes a hit. You stop doing good things for you. Um, if you don't believe that to be true, fair play to you. Um, and if you want to engage me on that, I'd love to speak to you about it, but the most angry people are the most toxic. The people that want, I'm never going to let, no, would never let him do that to me, are the most toxic people, and very rarely get good things happening to them in their life, and end up happy people, even if they tell you that they are, they're most definitely not. So, this is almost like, Making me think that we need a, a bit of a sort of reshape of the justice system. Um, let's just take for example quite a famous case Stephen Avery. Um, and making a murderer now. When I first watched that. Um, I don't know if that guy's innocent or not. I mean, it looks to me based on the documentary that he is, but the thing that's bringing up here is nothing to do with that, but more to do with the family of the victim. They seemed to me, like, they they wanted justice, but their idea of justice was that somebody just took the sort of blame, and they didn't really care if he did it or not, now, if you were to speak to any of that family, I'm sure that they would 100% tell you that they do care, but they didn't listen to any of the sort of counter-evidence against Stephen Avery, or for Stephen Avery, should I say. And so the idea of justice is just something that's like, as long as somebody pays the price, we feel better. And that, to me, is such a toxic sort of frame of mind, um, and I'm sure they might even live to regret that, if it's proven that Stephen Avery is an innocent man. So I feel that justice doesn't actually exist. And... Um, and we need to sort of look to, if people do commit crimes, even if it is murder, there is nothing that's going to bring that person back, there's nothing that's going to make you feel better about that, even if the person is held accountable, um, it's about you, and it's about your family and, and how you feel internally, just going back to like everything that I've been talking about. So how does punishing another person make you feel internally better? There, there might be people out there that think, mate, like, you're talking absolute shite, but, again, I think an eye for an eye returns tenfold. If you don't deal with that anger, get that anger out. I mean, the amount of people I've seen in documentaries that have, after years, um, years after some an incident's happened to a family member murdered, they talk to the person and they forgive them, and it, it then gives them that closure that tells me that forgiveness is everything. That if you can forgive an individual, then it, you will get that feeling inside of closure. And I completely understand why, when it's raw in the years just following, somebody being murdered or somebody being attacked, that you can, you feel that um, raw emotion and you want justice. But from if, if what I've read, from what I've watched and what I've heard, the way out of that sort of traumatic experience is to forgive the other person and treat the other person the way that you would want to be treated yourself if you made a mistake. So thanks for listening to my thoughts. I mean, this is literally just pure thought spew that's happening, just in a wee short version of the Rebel City podcast. Every click, like, review, piece of feedback, people coming up to me on my holiday and telling me how good the podcast and it's helped them, really appreciated I uh, got a lot of love for everybody out there. And I hope we have an amazing week.